0: All right, on this episode of Coffee with a CMO, we're actually going to break the rules a little bit and have a CEO. He's here right now. Uh, it's Mike Volpe. Mike was a CMO at HubSpot, CMO at Cyber Reason, and he's now going to be the CEO of Lola. But we figured we'd get him in real quick to do one last CMO party with him before uh, he moves on. And Mike's a good friend uh, of mine, a mentor, an advisor. He beats me up a lot, and he helps us out a lot at Drift. So I'm super excited to have this conversation and go get a coffee with Mike. So I have a funny, I have a funny question. Why, why is Mac versus PC such a big thing? We're gonna start with that. That's what I want to start with, start with yes. that. Yes. Yeah. This is the last thing you texted me. You said I'm starting a new job, which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. But you said I feel like I need to switch over to Mac.
1: Well, there's zero PC users at, at Lola.com, okay. my new company, okay. and um, zero. And I've just always used a PC. I don't know why. It's funny because I used a Mac in college and then my first job hold on what year was that? <laughs> back in like the 80s okay so it's not like you had like
0: the new MacBook Air at college and I like... got
1: the first so I actually had it was a MacBook um, I think it was called a 165c hmm. it was the first Mac uh, laptop that had a color screen and it was funny because the thing was like this big, but the screen was like this big because like they couldn't afford to put like a big color. So I had yeah. the first color screen yeah. Mac laptop, yeah. which you don't remember this, but now you have like the air. It's like really thin mm. that a laptop was like an inch and a half thick back then. Yeah. It was yeah. like a brick that you carried around in your backpack. So I, so anyway, so I used a Mac in college. My first job was in investment banking right. and I lived in Excel for right. 60, 80 hours a week. Right. And the reality is today, 90% of what I do is in a browser. Right? Yeah. So it's like, do I, does it, I almost went Chromebook.
0: But did you feel like,
1: okay, you're like, I'm going to be CEO of this new company? 40, I can't, it can't be and a
0: 49 Max and one PC.
1: Yeah, it just, uh, yeah. Well, the whole, like, literally all the technology in the entire office is completely set up to be like PC. So it's like, yeah. I would be like speaking a different language. And yeah. the reality is, it's all, I almost went Chromebook. That actually, uh, literally, that was a very, very solid r- runner up. But I think occasionally there's going to be need to be like an Excel file or something. That I'm I'm proud
0: possible. of you. I'm proud of you.
1: That you got a Mac. That I, I yeah. Me. We'll yeah. see if I like it yeah. in a couple months. Um, let's talk anyway. about let's yeah. talk about PR. Yeah, PR. PR is hard. PR is hard. It's really hard. We talk
0: about PR a lot, and me I do. actually think the reason the reason I like to talk to you about PR is because I actually don't think so. So forget that it's hard, but I think people don't care about PR enough. And like one lesson that I learned from you early on was, you I think I texted you one day because. I just felt like you were winning. Your company was just winning every freaking award. It was like yeah. best pens, best mugs, yeah. best culture, yeah. best recruiting. Yeah. And, and there's an important lesson that I learned from that, which is like you said to me, dude, I want to win every award yeah. under
1: the sun. Why would you not? Right. And that was like,
0: oh, yeah, because right. it can all be PR.
1: It's just one more piece of exposure, right? So yeah. I think that um, – there and you kind of go through phases. Like I felt like in building HubSpot, Early on. You were at HubSpot? A short while, just eight and a half short years. (laughs) Um, And uh, day one, you're like literally, oh, if four people will stand in the middle of Harvard Square and listen to our pitch, like I'm there. If somebody will give me an award for best pen, I'm there. Like I want it. Then as you start to become like legit and have more of a brand, you're a much bigger company, then you kind of don't want to win the best award for best pen. Cause it's like, well, why are they winning the award for best pen? True. Like, I thought they are so much bigger than best pen, you know? So it's like you go through the phase. So early on, like every – like. I mean, literally any tiny little thing, just, like, do it. On the best pen thing, so
0: I, I'm i reading, I just finished reading this book right now about this guy Shep Gordon. And he was the manager of Alice Cooper, and he found em- Emerald Lagasse and all these people. Yeah. And he was, like, the biggest uh, rock and roll manager back in the day. Insane. The whole book is basically, like, a PR thing. Right. He, he said that when he was like trying to have, he had all these up-and-coming acts, what he would do is he would try to get them seen with other people who are already big. Yeah. And he called it the flashbulb effect because yeah. they're like, I don't know who the hell that guy is, right. but he just walked in with Mick Jagger. So yes. that person must be important.
1: Totally true. And I
0: shared that with our team at Drift because I think that's really important. It's like, who are the brands we want to be up with, right? And so yeah. if you win an award with yeah. Joe Schmo and yeah. those three other companies, people associate with you with that group. Versus like putting yourself in those conversations. But
1: and it's even more than awards. Like we did this a lot at HubSpot as well, where we would try to do co-marketing, but we always called it like like dating up, like dating above your social class. All of of your co-marketing was with like uh, Twitter in the early days. You guys did a huge webinar. We did a giant thing with Facebook. I mean a giant, a huge amount of stuff with Facebook. And literally Facebook was like a thousand times bigger than we were. And just the two logos together, it instantly confers credibility on your smaller brands because you're like, oh, like Facebook's doing something of them. They must be like legit. It's the same thing as that celebrity thing. And that, and by the way, it's not just music, it's like all celebrities do that. Yeah. Like they try to get like, oh, I just want a couple lines on your new track, yep. or I want to just be, you know, whatever, and yep. fashion brands do it. Yep. They just want somebody to like, they actually basically pay celebrities well, to like just do an Instagram yeah. photo with like whatever handbag you, we're, or whatever. We're big,
0: we're big hip-hop fans. One thing that happens in that world is people, you can pay for a, you can pay for a verse from a very famous rapper on your album, right? And that's how you do that. You get inserted. You have to pay Yeah, up you to do, do like
1: do the opposite right? How did yeah. you
0: yeah. But how did you reach out like how, what was the pitch, right? Cuz you're pitching, you're reaching out to LinkedIn, say for example, and like you guys you know, you're growing and you have a bunch of email how do you How do you get that? How do you get yeah. them to do that?
1: I mean, you just, you gotta find an angle, right? So it's, I mean, it's any type of selling, right? And so one of the things that we found was with most of these businesses like Facebook, they typically had a very high churn rate with their small businesses mm-hmm. because they would go on, try some Facebook ads, they would get more web traffic, but like it wouldn't convert. Right. And so the pitch we made to them was like, hey, we're gonna do a lot of education around how you can actually like turn that Facebook traffic into real business. And if they do that, they're gonna to spend more with you and stick around longer. So they, they so didn't Facebook, care that you didn't yeah. have
0: ten million people in your database at the time. Or well,
1: I'd say the other thing is like, be, even though we were much smaller brands, because we had done so much online and built such a, a brand, that had so much great content, we actually had like numbers that they were surprised that like it was still like a couple million. But they were like, oh, you, you have millions, right? And, and by the way, and then you sell, like, well, and by the way, these are 100 times more valuable right. than consumer email addresses because they're business. yeah. businesses, right? And they were an like, oh, and I was like, well, how big is your business database? And it was definitely, like, way bigger, but it wasn't like, you know, and ours was much more engaged, too. So, like, we did a webinar with them. We actually drove more attendees to the webinar than they did. Now, once we started to talk about that, then they were like, "Oh, well, we're gonna crush it. We'll you, do more, which is great, and yeah. they just and they basically just gave themselves a bunch of free Facebook ads, yeah, and then crushed it. But like, anyway, so anything you can do, something with other brands, and it doesn't have to be companies. It can be, it doesn't have to be companies even that are in your in your same industry. Uh, we used to do a lot of stuff. We try to do stuff with like MIT. So you try to get like an MIT professor to do whatever. And it's like, oh, how's out zoom's help with MIT, right? Things like that. Yeah. Um, you just try to do things like that. Like at Cyber Reason, uh, we've launched a couple integrations and try to do a bunch of co-marketing with like Splunk, right? Splunk is huge, especially yep. in the IT and security space. So do stuff with them. Anything you can do like that is interesting. We, you know, we did a, a movie. We actually made a, a documentary documentary uh, movie. Yeah, we should talk about that. No, no, no um, this
0: is what this is what we want to do. I'm dropping, I, I'm telling you. The big thing for like we want to do is imagine we change the playbook for video, where we we do three movies a year, right, mm-hmm. or two movies a year, and and we're working on that stuff all year round. Like I think I, lo- I love the movie idea. Yeah. That was another one where I saw the movie and I got a message from DC instantly. Where's our movie? So thanks for that.
1: Oh oh well, so I stole that idea. Like I, I don't have. Envision that many original- did that. No. Envision I stole yeah. it from Envision. I copied a lot of the playbook. Just Mayer um, who uh, worked at HubSpot. She was at Envision App. And uh, was part of that whole campaign. They did an amazing movie, and we just we took very very similar idea. It's called it's thedefendersmovie.com, and the cool thing about that though is like if you're doing a movie, yeah. we literally we got our filming crew into the Department of Homeland Securities, to uh, the Department of Homeland Security DHS their um, security operations center. So we're like like the computers that monitor right. like everything that's happening nationally in, in terms of we just told them we're making a movie. And they're like sure, right? and the funny Come thing is, on, you man. call them up and they're like, hey, this company, we're doing a video for our podcast or whatever. They'd be like, slam the door, wouldn't even talk right. to you. We're like, no, no, we're doing a, a, a documentary, documentary, right? And you're just like, they just they invited us in. Uh, yeah. New York Times. Yeah. Like, they, like we interviewed there. Like, had a security. Like, every, like literally, you Love just it. thinking about content in new ways is basically what you need to think about. You
0: said something there that I I, I was really important that I don't think marketers do enough. Is you said I don't. Because I think everybody would say, "Oh man, you're so creative. You have all these good ideas. You don't have." <laughs> we're getting What's more. Up, man? We're getting leads. Uh, we're getting leads. See,
1: <laughs> <laughs> only a marketer can relate. Hi. <laughs> so you said, you said it's th- so funny how the salespeople forget that like the company they were at before they got zero leads. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I only got, <laughs> I, I, o- I only got ten thousand leads this month. How am I supposed to hit my number? This is a show and for kind of like is a show I, for marketers. You need, you need uh, to have a phone book on your desk, mm. okay? And anytime anybody in sales complains about leads, you're like, you want more leads? Here are the leads your last company <laughs> gave you, right? This is your last company's leads. Here's a fucking phone book. I There's actually, names in here. Go fucking call them, oh, right? Man. Or that's if right. you want the primo shit, that's like why you're here. This is I your trailer. Here's I, the intro. I, I used to do the. Can I tell you something? My favorite. Just they my they favorite, just forget.
0: My favorite. My favorite sales reps. This is. I love all our sales reps here Jeff. My favorite ones are the ones that come from
1: companies where they like had no brand, yes. had no leads, yes.
0: because they come here and they're like,
1: "This is yeah. incredible." You know. I, and you can use that in recruiting. We use that in HubSpot recruiting, like you the sales reps would be they actually wouldn't believe it like they would go it was after two three months on the job a lot of them would come over and find me they'd be like so when you guys were recruiting me you told me I wasn't gonna have to cold call and I actually didn't believe it and they're like I've closed like I hit my number this month and I haven't cold called and I was like you're welcome like yeah is this, why this you, see, yeah. is
0: this why you moved on from marketing? Because you have to deal with this. Anymore? What do you mean? No, 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 okay. I, have, no so you, I have to deal with it. You, on both sides you said now. something important, which is like I think everybody thinks, man, you got all these crazy ideas, super creative.
1: You said I don't have any original ideas, and I think that's really important because you, this is going to go like we're, we talk We're both hip hop fans, right? Right. Hip hop is like. There's originality in like every new track that yeah, comes out, but yeah. but most of that originality comes from like remixing right. a lot of old things, or or most of right. the
0: it's it, most of the beats are from '70s soul, right? Yeah. Right. So right. Like there's something right. there,
1: or or that was then taken and then put into yeah. like a Public Enemy yeah. track in like the right. you know the like the late '80s that then somebody else is using now, or like on Nas's new album, he is like heavy sampling from a track that Slick Rick did back in like '90 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about yep. it's about either taking an idea that someone has done. Um, a long time ago, and recycling it, yeah. or something somebody's done in a different industry, like looking at consumer and being like, "How could I adapt that for B two B?" Is huge. I was or a, take two ideas and put them together in a new way. I was on right? a pan-
0: I was on a panel yesterday with somebody who she she runs like digital marketing at Puma, and yeah. their whole it was amazing. Their whole, they have they just launched a new campaign with like Carmelo Anthony and LeBron, yeah. and that's the stuff that I want. I'm interested in because. I think everybody else in our space, I'm a B2B marketer. I think most people are gonna look at what other B2B companies do. Yeah. I wanna read, I wanna study like this guy, Shep Gordon, for example, yeah. or or you know, Steve Jobs and Apple is cliche, but I don't think a lot of people copy what, what they have done or yeah. what's happening in music and consumer. I think there's so much to draw from inspiration because everything is all about people. Yeah. It's about getting people to do something. Same, yeah. same in B2B. B2B yeah. is no different. Yeah. Um, and I just think people don't copy enough. Yeah. Copy. This is. Yeah. This is cop. This series. Has is anyone copied. done
1: videos before? I mean, is this a no. unique idea? This is like like like. there's no. There's the, how many billions of videos that have been created, billions. right? But it's it's about. Yeah. I think it's about two, it's about tweaking things yeah. and then um, just executing really well. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like ninety seven percent of the videos out there like they suck. Because they're not fun, they're not exciting, they're not Mm -hmm. well edited, the audio sucks, like whatever. Just doing something really well is actually also differentiation. Something we
0: say a lot, which is, uh, we say innovate, don't invent, right? Which is like, find something that already exists, innovate on top of that and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Back to PR. Funny, funny experience that I told you about and you reflected back on me, which is, when we were out there raising our Series C, which is $60 million, Sequoia led like you know strong brand right. whatever i had a hard time pitching that as news i know a lot of I, I actually got 3 responses i won't say the publications but 3 responses from some from from reporters that said sorry we don't cover anything under 100
1: million right i was like wait I know. (laughs) What? The whole it's funny because I texted you, I was like,
0: I can't get anybody to respond to me. I know.
1: Well, and I and I told you that we had, I mean, we did a hundred million dollar round at Cyber Reasons, which we we got a ton of coverage for. Mm -hmm. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, like just great. But there was a top tier tech industry publication that didn't cover it. I got them to cover us. Yeah, I know, I know. I got them to cover us. But did you get New York Times Wall Street Journal? Damn! All right. DC's gonna text you now. DC's gonna text you now. Oh wait! No, no! Time
0: right, out! Yeah. Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out!
1: Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hold know. On, I know. Hold on. I know. What was that? I haven't gotten that yet. What was no, the no, question? No. That was good. That yeah. was good. That Let's was just good. put this here. You know what? You know what was great about this what? is they actually so this ah. column, this column that he was in, this is the uh, corner office column. Mm. They actually he was one of like the last three people, and then they they stopped doing it. it. They, they ended, ended it. it, yeah. I think they actually. I think they right. just restarted it. Just so we got go get on there, record like, that
0: Mike Volpe said I didn't get and help well, us get the, round, the New York Times for the round but, Yeah, for the but round, fundraising no, it's is really easier. good. It's really good. The worst part about this it's night really before good. we go down to New it's York, really good. we go down to New York. Yeah, I'm in a hotel room. Yeah, DC's in another hotel room. Got to dinner. I start to feel like, uh oh, something's not right. Okay. We and be, it wasn't
1: just nerves. It wasn't just nerves. Okay. I wasn't
0: nervous. I didn't have to do anything. I get to Instagram the whole thing, like, and hang out with DC at the New York Times. Like I didn't have to do anything.
1: Yeah, but but here's the thing if you're the marketing guy and like the, the executive that you book for that interview, if they screw it up. True. Like it, or, it or, sets you or, way or, back because it means it's much harder to get future stuff.
0: Or well that or like if this reporter flakes, you know, I didn't believe that it was gonna be real until like, you know, because so many people flake, it happens. Oh, that right? guy's
1: not gonna, flake. not gonna flake. New York Times just, is not gonna so flake. So
0: we go to New York. We get down in New York. The article might not
1: happen, but they won't flee. We
0: get down in New York. Go out to dinner. I'm feeling like I'm feeling real weird. I'm up all night puking, every yeah. hour puking, and I have to be at the New York Times with DC yeah. at 9 a.m. Right. And I'm like, my body's cramping. Like it was horrendous food poisoning. And so I walk out like on a on the New York streets. I go to like uh, Rite Aid to get Pedialyte at seven in the morning. Right. And I kid you not, I am sitting at a table at a desk. I finally felt better. It was not good though. I'm sitting at a desk with Adam Bryant, the New York Times reporter, DC and yeah. me, yeah. and below me is a is a glass of Pedialyte that I keep sipping the entire time at the New York Times. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Wow. Luckily
1: it worked yeah. out. The interview was The was other amazing. thing that happens when you do that and you're you're a parent, then you get home. And the other parent is like, oh, well, you must be really well-rested from your business trip that where the kid didn't keep you up all <laughs> right. night, right? And you're like, actually, right. it, was, it was completely right. the opposite. Right. And then like, right. and then you get it when you get home, too. I remember
0: yeah. it was like three months after Annie was born, I had to do a bunch of travel for Drift. I was in San Francisco for like uh, two weeks at different times. Yeah. And it was like after, t- you know, Annie was two months old, so we're not sleeping. It was the best week ever. I missed Annie and my wife so bad, but yes. I'm sleeping in the middle of a king size bed in a hotel getting eight hours yeah. of sleep. Every no night. one kicking you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, what else I want to talk about? So, PR, hard to get. Um, PR's why. I, I think think... The,
1: the big thing with PR is like the fundraising driven PR yeah. is kind of like that, that has jumped the shark. That error is over. And literally, like when you have trouble yeah. getting coverage for a $100 million round. Yeah. And literally the month we announced ours, there were like five other $100 million plus rounds. Yeah, it's and it just like... And you can't control so it So it used to be like a benefit of fundraising was like you got a PR boost... It's much less so. So, like, yeah. not that it's a good reason just to raise yeah. money, but, like, it's just... Um, yeah. I you got to ra- wrap it up with something else I
0: would to tie now. it around something else. Maybe there's a big yeah. hire you're making or right. a product you're launching. A new launching. CEO or something. A new CEO. Right. That was pretty good. You did a yeah. good job with we that. Did okay. We did okay. But I actually think, I think... Something I talk about a lot is, like, I actually think the landscape for what PR is has changed also. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah. I'm yeah, more, yeah.
0: like, of course, there's the logos, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Yeah. But, like, for us, right, we sell to sales and marketing people. For me, PR is, like, I want to be on everybody who has a podcast about marketing. Yeah. I want to be on that person's podcast, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or, There's
1: more of a micro strategy, and also, like, it's kind of tied into social media, too. Like, if you publish your own thing, yeah. and then tons of people promote that and share it on LinkedIn or Twitter, or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's also PR. Like, mm-hmm. how is it not PR? For it's sure. just, like, what the media is has changed, for right? For sure.
0: I want to go inside. Let's go inside our text messages a little bit,
1: which is oh, we've gonna, been talking. So we're going like to do some deep cuts we've here. We've been
0: talking a lot about. Don't. are give away the idea. We're thinking about launching. No, hell no. We're, we've been thinking about launching a series called Text with Volpe. I don't <clears> know <throat> if anybody would, would watch that. But um, um, we've been talking a lot about hiring. Yeah. And one of the things you've been kind of like helping me work on is we talked a lot about like. As a as a first-time leader or manager, it can be easy to to default to like hiring people who are more junior and you have more experience. And that's just a natural thing, right? Where like yeah. I think something you learned, which you taught me a lot about, is like
1: hiring up, hiring yeah. people with more experience than right. you, who are better than you. How do you how do you do that? Though? Yeah, so so new managers often like they come in and like, I'm a manager, and they're like. And it's easier to hire people that are way more junior than you because they're more likely to like look up to you, yep. and you can like tell them what to do more. And it's more like it. it it's an easier management job to do that. It's right. an easier hiring job. It's an easier recruiting job. It's right. all those things, yep. right? Yep. Um. But if you really want to be an exceptional manager, yep. right? Yep. You want to try to hire people that are actually better than you yep right, and you should you need to embrace that as a company culture and as like a manager and just like as, as a CEO, you would hopefully want to have people in every functional role that are the world's most amazing people at that hmm. that even have like some runway ahead of them that could be CEO someday that's a great right? it's that's like, a it's great like both way to, things, that's a great like, way to flip that right right if
0: like you if you run marketing, changing your mindset from like I am the CEO of this marketing thing yeah. right a CEO of it wouldn't be a good strategy if, as the CEO of Drift, right, DC hired, if he was the best person at sales, if he was the best person at marketing, if he was the best person at right. customer success. Yeah. So right.
1: that's a really interesting yeah. way. So, so if you have a team, yeah. it's like, you know, and, and you have maybe, in a, if you're running a whole marketing team, you've yeah. got a demand gen person, you've got a content person, brands, yeah. product marketing, whatever, yeah. like, each you should want, should each be. of them should be far better at you at that thing for sure. Yeah. And frankly hopefully more experience than you and like brings like more to the table and it kind of rounds out this whole team you, like it just what was your what was your pitch right what was your pitch for selling somebody on
0: that right yeah
1: so I think you gotta you gotta do like the way to think about it is that everyone in the world like I had coffee yesterday with somebody who was like really junior um, three years of marketing experience and most people on paper would be like oh well that entire coffee was about you teaching them something mm. or maybe you recruiting them or whatever mm-hmm. but I actually, in almost every conversation, there's something that that person knows that I don't know. Right. Right? Because he's deeper in the weeds of a bunch of tools or has seen different things, worked at different companies, whatever. There is something in his head that I don't know. Mm. And so, like, I can learn from literally anyone. I right. Love that About something. Yeah. Uh, and I know, like, you guys right. are big on the learning mindset yeah. here at, at Drift. So, like, I think that makes sense. So, it's the same thing when you're recruiting. So, it's sort of like, okay, even if this person has 20 more years of marketing experience than you have, there's something that you know that they don't know, and right. they can learn about that stuff from you. Right. And so, you know, it, depending which company I've been at and which job, it's always like you're pitching the person, yeah. like, there's things that I don't know that you don't know, and I'm also not going to micromanage you on the things that you know more about than I do. And by the way, this is about, like, putting together a tremendously awesome and amazing team and just selling them on the opportunity I, the I that I love that. That's, like, like it, yeah.
0: that's the best lesson in that. I'm obviously... We've talked about so I'm not reacting the same way, but that's like the eye-opening thing. It's yeah. like, how can you put the right pieces of the puzzle together where one plus one is going to equal three as opposed yeah. to continuing to hire that way?
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of like a little bit like in, like in sports, there's sometimes these stars that want to be like the center of attention. For sure. And by far the best person on the team. For sure. And then there's the other ones that take like maybe a little bit of like a discount to make some room in the salary cap. Like and there's going to be other people that might share the spotlight with them, but the whole team is better, and that's like the mentality you need. I mean, we talk about like look at what uh, Kevin Durant said: I could continue to be the
0: star in Oklahoma City and never win anything, right? Or go join this group where there's five stars, and what happened? They won back to back, right? Right. right. And and but obviously, that's also not the right fit for some people. You have to get that person to buy in and want to be part of the bigger thing. If they don't want to be part of the bigger vision, that's not going to work either.
1: yeah, it, and, it, and it's only going to work in, bo- in both cases if both the leader and the person that you're hiring have a lot of humility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if, if if you're not humble, like that's absolutely like not going to work. For sure. Right? For sure. Uh, but that's and again, humility. I think is an important quality in most of the most yeah. successful teams.
0: All right, we got we got to wrap. I want to wrap with the last topic, which is even though you're. This is, today's, act. actually, as we're filming this, today's your last official day as I'm, like, officially a CMO, a CMO
1: for only, like, six more hours. Which,
0: Gonzalo and I were talking about this. We were like, is this going to break? Do we want to do this? What do you mean? Do no, because I'm a, a CMO. Do no, want I to am have a, a CEO on. But the I show? am a CMO. It's a fundamental thing.
1: I, I am a CMO. I don't know. I'm a CMO. Okay. I mean, no. you can put it up for six hours and take it down. <laughs> but like, like currently at filming, legally, like I am a CMO. So You're I think right. we're, it we're is just under 10:56. the wire. It is ten fifty-six. You're so right. eleven. So You're it's right. five PM. Call it whatever. So You're like right. six more hours. Right. Okay. I'm a CMO. In all seriousness, what? It will be hard for me not to be a CMO even five years from now. Yeah, but but I also think. Like I think was was it was it was it Lemkin that tweeted something recently about the best CMOs know that the CEO is actually the CMO yes, and they like embrace that, that. you yeah. retweeted that yeah. I think I retweeted or commented yeah. on it and like it's very true like take take yeah. Mark Benioff yeah. right the, the you know news alert the CMO of Salesforce.com for the past 18 years 100 is actually Mark Benioff you know Not, and I know a lot of the people that have gone yeah. through and had that CMO title there yeah. and they're phenomenal people yeah. but Benioff is the CMO of Salesforce.com you know
0: who's never had a CMO? Who has never, who, who? Apple.
1: Apple has never had a CMO, right? There's always been They a VP probably of marketing need one now. Probably they need probably need now, one now. For sure. But right, Jobs was the CMO yeah. of Apple. But, but sure. also,
0: that's different, right? Like, there's different types of. And it doesn't mean of, you're doing, well, that, it
1: doesn't mean you're doing all the tactical stuff, but like, like the visionary, the like like out there kind of thing. Right, yeah, yeah,
0: totally. That's good. Yeah. What do you think? Well, there's different types of CEOs People also. People over there, yeah. you know what
1: they're doing? Smashing the gong. Making me money. They're making you money? Me money. Yeah. You? I got shares, man. I'm oh, all yeah. up in this. Shout out. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think prepared you as a, as
0: a CEO? That's a good sound. As a CEO, what? As a CMO, what prepared you most to be CEO? Or what, what's the, what are the
1: most transferable so it's, things it's, yeah, outside so, of like um, brand, right? Like, it's interesting because it's actually I think um, it, becoming the world's best CMO is actually that alone will not make you a CEO. Right? So let's like kind of pause on that for a minute. Like, because that, that's important to know. Yeah. You're going to need more experience with other parts of the business. Yeah. And I'll point out like two things some experience with sales. Yeah. So I had an opportunity at, first of all, at HubSpot, worked very closely with Robert over yeah. all the years yeah. in there, in the trenches with the sales reps. Yeah. Didn't report to me, but like a lot of detailed yeah. experience working Fun with fact him. about him, by the way, great, looks
0: great on about the About Robert yeah. Great dress, great yeah. outfit. Yeah. Average. A golfer, but looks yeah. looks tremendous in a golf
1: yeah. outfit. it's Wonderful to play with him. Oh. Um, but anyway. he's not the ringer you bring in to win the tournament. Correct. Yeah. Looks like yeah. the ringer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Totally. Okay. So a lot of detailed experience with sales. Yep. I had an opportunity at Cyber Reason where I ran the BDR team. Ooh. So we had about twenty BDRs, and I had actually had a small number, like like four inside sales closers as mm-hmm. well. So I got mm-hmm. more experience, kind of like managing on the sales side there. Mm-hmm. That was valuable. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'll point out that I think helped me. Over time, go from CMO to CEO is a deep understanding of the finances of the business and all the metrics. Right. And I actually put that way back to my first job out of college, doing two years of investment banking, living in Excel, right. taking accounting classes right. as part of the training for the job, understanding down, all that job, breaking down. I mean, stuff, I, yeah. I, during that two-year period, I probably read, uh, you know, what it's a hundred weeks. I probably read four. I probably read five hundred plus. Either prospectuses or 10K like annual reports, going through all the financial statements, really understanding the business, yeah. getting understanding like how do investors value a business, yeah. understanding the capital structure of a business, do I wanna raise equity? Do I wanna raise debt? Like all those things, super important as a CEO of a growing business to understand all those things. So um, it's a combination of if you're if you're working just, way up on the marketing side, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And you wanna be CEO someday, yeah. I you need to make sure you dig in on the sales side and on like the finance side because the finance is like the language, like the operational language of the business and understanding all that. Like understanding like how is the stock valued and if I sell stock now to these investors or these people, whatever. It makes you a better CMO because you have a full
0: understanding of the business.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It makes you better at your job at any time to understand all that stuff and I would argue every employee should have that understanding and work on it. So like, it, you need you need to be broader than your individual role to kind of rise to yeah. that next level and, yeah. and that's helpful. So it's, it's really interesting that I actually think a lot of like my hopefully ability to be a great CEO now goes way, way back, you know, 20 plus years to my first job. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Thank cool. you.
0: Always a pleasure. We're out of here. <laughs>